You're listening to Go Ten Lisa Podcast, and I am Lisa Waldron, where I talk about random things that affect me, my family, and you. So are you ready for this week's episode? Then go. Go and get your headsets, go and get a comfortable chair, sit back, relax, and here we go. Hello, hello, hello. On this segment of This Happened, this is episode four, season 10, um... I just realized something, guys. I'm the only woman on my block that mows their lawn. Come to think about it, I am the only woman on the block that mows my lawn. No wonder the men in the neighborhood do this. You know what they do? For some strange reason, I notice that all of a sudden, As soon as I start to mow the lawn, I see some of the men come out of their neighborhood. Now, I'm not wearing a Batty Rider shorts or Hoochie Mama shorts. I mean, I do have one shorts that look like that, but rarely that I use that shorts or wear that shorts rather to mow the lawn. But it's like I have a guy across the street and two houses down that are in the landscaping business. And for some reason, because sometimes my son mows the lawn, sometimes I mow the lawn, but I noticed that all of a sudden they're out there. And what trips me up, or what I find funny, is that the one across the street that is, you know, doing landscaping, lawn mowing, he just stands there. And pretend like he's on the phone. And I'm looking at him like, are they all looking at me because they're watching me to see that I'm doing it? And they're probably saying, why is my son not doing it? And also, they're probably wondering, look at her. Am I a show? I don't know. These are just thoughts that goes on in my head and say, is this really happening? Hmm. But yeah. They all come out there, but I just realized it as I was getting ready to talk to you guys that I am the only woman because I've seen other women in the subdivision that mow their lawn, but on this particular block, I am the only woman that mows their lawn because the guy across the street that does the landscaping, he's pretty much like taking over the whole neighborhood. Now, what's interesting is that the guy two doors down when we, we, he and I and the guy next to me all moved in at the same time. The guy across the street didn't come, I mean, there was nothing built over there when we first moved in till a year later. And he actually didn't get into the landscaping business, I think, probably until two years after he lived there. So what's interesting is that he has gotten the accounts or business from almost everyone but I'm the one that will not get them the business. Now, what's interesting is that I was going to let the guy across the street mow my lawn. I think I said this before in another episode, but then he messed up. He didn't do it. He said he was too tired. So to me, that's a no-no. So, and I don't know. It's just weird. And, 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 I did give him another chance, guys, but then he reneged again. So I'm just like, okay, 
So then when he really wanted it, I just kept doing it myself or my son did it. But at that particular time, um, the yard was looking bad and I think I was being sick with all the allergies. So I really couldn't go out there. But long story short, um, I am the only woman on my block that mows the lawn. No wonder they're, they're outside. You ever notice that? Sometimes I wonder what they think about. It's no concern of mine, but the thought does cross my mind. Like, why are you out here just standing there? Every time I do yard work in the front of my lawn, I can count down the guy across the street, and pretty soon I can see the garage door opening up. And I was like, oh gosh, here we go. But hey, I after all, I am an attractive woman, but it's kind of like creepy. Uh, but yet it's like, are you standing there hoping that I'm going to ask you for help? I don't know. I don't know. And I know that they get together and they talk. Or are you looking at me like I'm a strong woman that's doing what I got to do? We'll never find out the answers to these thoughts and questions of mine. But it's something that has happened in my life that makes me go, hmm, interesting. Well, we're going to jump right in to today's topic. Okay, my friends, we're going to jump right into today's topic on Season 10, Episode 4. And this one, we're going to talk about money. Yeah, Um, money in regards to are you, what would you do? What would you do? Would you take a, a buyout, early retirement, a package? These are um, difficult times and difficult decisions that a lot of people have found themselves in. And we have to look at our money and we have to look at our spending like no one could have foreseen this was going to happen in 2020. Like the whole world is at a standstill, right? And so many people losing their jobs and not only that, losing their homes. And I can tell you right now that I'm looking out the window. I'm in a different area of my house this time doing my podcast. And I try to switch it up and try to give myself like a different scenery. Um, and not some, yeah, different scenery, but most importantly, a place where there won't be that much noise. But I'm sure I'll be interrupted by one of the dogs again or some random noise or something. I, I, I've come to realize it's been on every single episode. I apologize ahead of time. But money, 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 money. Before I dig deep into why I wanted to talk about this episode, um, I was watching a YouTube, because you know I am a YouTuber on Goten Lisa Vlogs. It's called Goten Lisa. Just type in Goten Lisa and podcast not podcast, but type in Goten and Lisa on YouTube. And there I am with my videos. But I watch other videos as well. And I am now into my gardening. I'm now on TikTok. And, um, um, you know, I have my podcast. I have a hair channel. I have a, com- a comedy channel. And I'm um, just doing random stuff to try to 
I'm hustling, guys. For the first time in my life, for the past couple of years, since 2018, I am truly, truly hustling. Nothing is bringing in money right now, but hopefully it will bring in money soon. But I'm still out there hustling. But for my gardening, I am not making money off of that. That's just a personal desire and love that I want. But there is potential in that to make money as well. But even when I'm watching these other homesteaders and farmers do their videos and what have you, it is, um, they're telling us of, you know, they're doing their videos of the struggles as well. So when I say that this is affecting everybody, it's affecting everyone. And it, it is also making us look at what we're hustling what we're producing because think about it if i sell stuff at the farmer's market or not so much me right now um but them you know people who have done it in the past they've made a good side business or maybe that's their main business of making money off the farmer's market with the pandemic hidden the way that it did and we're now going into what the fifth month of the pandemic in 2020 People are not buying from anyone, right? People are watching their dollars. The only thing that went up since this pandemic is toilet tissue. Toilet tissue and hand sanitizers and um, anything to cleanse and, and mask to cleanse ourselves. That was the number one thing that was gone. But when you think about it, when cities and countries are on shutdown, people are skeptical and people are afraid. And people have to now look at their money. How am I going to make this money stretch? What am I going to do for money? Because as I mentioned, a lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people, the the breadwinner in their family has either passed away, you know, my condolences. And I'm looking out my window right now and I can see a sign. One of my neighbors has a sign on there, two of them have a sign on this block. And the more I drive every week in my neighborhood to either go to the supermarket or something, um, I'm seeing more and more signs. And that's the reality. It's going to get worse, I feel. But then I wanted to talk about money because I haven't spoken about money since, what, season one, two, or three, one of those seasons. And, but not only that, I started thinking about where's my extra money going to come in from? You know what I mean? What am I going to do? We don't have any control over the future. Let's, let's point that out as the number one thing. Nobody predicted this. Nobody's God. Nobody knew This was going to affect everyone the way that it did. No one. Nobody. Nobody. So that being said, let's just get that off the table. No one could have foreseen this coming the way that it did. Okay? So that's telling me, as I'm telling you guys, is that we do not have control over certain things. And once we realize that then we can accept things a little tiny bit better, right? You cannot have guilt. You cannot feel the pressure. You're going to feel some pressure, 
but you cannot take on that guilt like, oh, if only I knew X, Y, and Z. But what we can do is prepare. I have been preparing for the past couple of years and everything happens in its own time, right? What's meant for you is for you. It all happens according to God's divine plan. So that being said, a couple of years ago, um, you know, I started thinking, you know, when you see companies and big layoffs, it's like, where am I? Where am I? What am I doing with my life? Where is my extra stream of income? And most importantly, I don't want to work here anymore. So it's like, what am I going to do to make me happy? That's what the thoughts three years ago. So then I asked a couple of people, what do you see me doing? And I'm going to tell you guys, it was like what they told me was what I had already seen. And at the time I said to them, I want to be like the next Wendy Williams. I think I said this before, like I want to have my own talk show. I, I they, you know, people saw me as talking because I guess I talk a lot. <laughs> and not only that, it's like, it's like just having that rapport, just getting the story out there, right? And because if one thing people say about me is that Lisa knows stuff. I don't know as much as people think that I know, but for some reason they think to seem seem to think that I know a lot. And I've always been a good listener. I've always been a person where people felt comfortable to tell me stuff and to talk to me. And I don't betray um, people's trust like that to just blurt all of their business out like that. Um, that's, that's not my personality. Um, a lot of things that I do mention on the podcast is I don't mention people's names. If you feel that it's you, then, oh, well, you don't really know that for sure. And second of all, I am telling these stories. So therefore it can enlighten and, um, help somebody out as well. Because if I'm going through something, I guarantee you people out there are going through similar situations as well. Right. So that being said, let's talk about the money. So then in 2018, I did my YouTube. I didn't start off with one channel. I started off with three. Now, wow, that was very, very ambitious of me. Then I did my podcast. I started my podcast a couple of months after that. And then what else did I do? Oh, before all of that, I became a notary public. Oh, yeah. And... I'm taking on more and more business ventures just to try and do what's right for me. But the key that I need to tell you guys is that even though none of this is generating income for me right now, the key is right now, right now, but it will, is that I have a passion for these things and I love doing these things. I am, This is my first year gardening. Um, I spent a lot of money investing in the garden and do did my own raised beds did everything on my own don't know what the heck I was doing but I was very grateful for from spoon to seed no I'm sorry from seed to spoon this is not sponsored but that app by watching another youtuber who was starting a garden around the same time I did and they mentioned it I think I started my garden first and then they did and they mentioned it along with another app 
and I found another app but this was the one that I really really liked and it, I really 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 liked and I think it's the best app out there for anyone who wants to start their garden um, like I said this is not sponsored I'm going by my own experiences what's worked for me and and you tell me I mean I'm on Facebook Instagram and Twitter on Goten Lisa you can leave me a comment DM me and let me know what app you use if you are gardening and what works for you um so my goal in starting the gardening was to that I just have a feeling that there will be no more supermarkets or the demand will be too higher than the supply and I wanted and too many things are unsure right now you don't know who is sanitary safe and all sorts of stuff and not only that we don't eat meat anymore I'm a pescatarian and my son is full-blown vegetarian right so that being said I want to grow things I want to make my home my backyard especially like my own little paradise so I had to invest money into my dream and my passion to learn experience and hopefully it will produce stuff for me in the near future right so that being said um you know you can follow me on tiktok on go lisa w and you can see a lot of my garden stuff there as well as fun stuff there as well if our president of the united states doesn't ban tiktok but that's a whole nother subject i think i say in every podcast it's a whole nother subject <laughs> but but guys so then you notice how things just happen or people say certain things i don't watch the news but by listening to other people ask questions or say this and that, you kind of like learn from other people as well, even though it may be a casual question or something that make you do the research as well. So then I said, oh my goodness, we're going through this pandemic and nobody's job is secure. Nobody. If you think your job is secure, okay, um, but nobody's job is secure so so then I said okay I want to invest I want to do more I want to do more I am a single woman and I don't have somebody to support me I'm supporting myself with the grace of God I'm supporting myself I'm not a rich woman I work hard for my money right and I'm trying to hustle to bring in other incomes into this household and that being said I want it where the money is flowing in and to the point that I am a billionaire that's right I'm a billionaire and we'll see when that happens we'll see or if that happens but mostly when it happens but in the meantime, I am learning and I'm living my life and I'm still asking those questions. How can I make my money grow? But how do you do that in, in, a, um, in a pandemic? How do you do that when nothing is certain? Nothing is certain. And if anything that went up is the gun sales, the gun and liquor and probably weed. Yeah, those are the three things that probably went up. And then I said to myself this morning, nobody's going to church. 
oh, you know when you, you know when you automatically do something and then you have to catch yourself and say, oh, wait, you can't do that anymore. Oh, wait, they're closed. Oh, this. Every single business, every single business across the world has to now reinvent their plan on how to conduct business based on our situation with our environment. So you're probably saying, well, get to the money part, girl. Get to the money part. <clears throat> I am. So I I had to talk to everyone because everyone has different situations, right? So then I'm like, I need to bring in. So like I said, you know, people bring up questions or people say something or God make you say something that's random that leads to another thing that led to this and it made you this think and whatever, whatever. Long story short, somebody mentioned a couple of um, apps to me recently in regards to investing. I've heard of these apps before. I always had the intention of doing them. And then I said, you know what, Lisa? Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. Start with $5. Start with $10. Start with something. Just test it out. You know what I mean? And then I said to my son, trying to tell my son, but you know, he was in one of those moods and I was just like, oh God, help me. So it was just like, hey, Just, you know, because his name is Justin. And I was like, this is what I plan to do. And then he was just like, oh, you know that, you know, investing in stocks is a risk. Listen, so I'm going to answer him and tell you guys the same thing. In order to make money, you have to take risks. You cannot be scared of the money. Money doesn't last. That's something that I've learned from a long time, from since since I started working. Money doesn't last. Money doesn't last. Once you realize that other tip also, money doesn't last, then you realize that the way the rich are is that they invest in something that keeps generating more and more money. But then you're saying to yourself, oh, Lisa, I'm single like you, or I'm a single parent, or I don't have a job, and I need every money, fine. But there are apps out there like E-Trade and Robinhood and um, Folio and these other apps. Just type in any um, investment where, I mean, go on TikTok. I think everyone has a phone or you have a friend or a family member that has a phone. The app is free. Go on TikTok while it's still up. And there are people on there that don't do dances or videos, you know, comedic videos or stuff. They actually do investment videos. There's a guy that I follow and and a girl, actually. It's two, three people, three people. Um... And one of them is Robert, who is the inventor of Silly Bands. This is not sponsored. And he gave great and he gives great advice, um, investment tips as well. He's not telling you what stocks to buy. None of them well well, one two of them are, but they're saying what companies are doing well. You still have to do the research on your own, right? So okay, so then you're saying, I still don't have the money. Some of these places have even waived their fees. Um, There's so many um, 
because of this pandemic that's happening to the world, there's so many businesses that has waived or like I said, everyone had to go back to the drawing board to say, how can I do my business better? Even me who is doing um, my YouTube and stuff, even though I'm not consistent right now because I have so much on my plate, but even I am always constantly thinking, how can I make this better? What can I do to make the next video better? I don't know what audience I'm going to reach. Everyone's mood is different every week. Everyone wants to watch something different. You cannot please everyone. So here's your next tip. You cannot please everyone. You cannot please everyone. So you're going to make videos or you're going to do something that's going to help people. Or sometimes people just want to just watch something funny just to relieve that pressure from their life. But today we're talking about money, right? So if a person doesn't have any money, what can they do? I would say invest as a family. But yeah, you're probably thinking you don't trust your family with money or you don't want to get in business with your family. That's fine. But it's like you have to start thinking about your money. So I'm looking at one of these apps, right? And one of them is so great that it gives you... um. <clears throat> It gives you like new stories about the the stocks and whatever. And then I came across this. I'm not even, I don't even own this stock, but I heard someone mention it not too long ago and it just went over my head like a, I heard it, but I wasn't really paying attention to it. So then now that I saw the story pop up from CNBC on this stock app, I was like, uh-oh, what would you do? So I'll read you the story. Delta Airlines CEO sends staff a memo thanking 17,000. That's right. You heard correctly. One seven comma zero zero zero. That's 17,000 employees. He sends a memo thanking 17,000 employees for leaving. (laughs) Oh my God. He said, thank you for leaving. As the airline gets closer to minimizing furloughs. So a lot of top companies right now, which I didn't, I haven't heard in all the years I've been working, or maybe I wasn't paying attention, but I haven't heard. I've heard it before, but I haven't heard people using it. Where a lot of companies are now using the, the terminology furlough. So you're probably saying, what is a furlough compared to when a person is laid off or fired? Well, let's break it down. Fired, they, they've they ended your job. You're not getting any packages. You're not getting any money for being fired. It is what it is. You're fired right there on the spot. This is your last day. You're leaving. Thank you for your years of services. Peace out, adios, bye. If you have 401k or retirement or whatever, or any kind of retirement money or money put aside with the company, they'll mail you all of that. You mail back their equipment because now everyone's working from home. It's rare that anyone's going to the office. Very, very rare. So you give them back their equipment. That's it. 
you no longer work for the company, that's being fired. If you are furloughed, furloughed is more like you're on hold. So it's more like you are no longer working for the company, but kind of, sort of, you are. So, for example, technically, you're still on the books, but we're not going to pay you. Furlough means that we can call you back at any time. So it's kind of like a, it's almost like a contractor position. You know, like when you work contract and you're only there for a couple of months or a time period. And, um, but you're getting paid for being contract work. So being on furlough, the definition according to Google means that it's a leave of absence, especially that granted to a member of the arms. No, 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 that's not it. (laughs) It's actually a leave of absence. But when a person takes a leave of absence, that falls under FMLA, which is family medical leave of absence. That one, you are being paid, but you're out for a certain period of time and you still keep everything, your job and everything per the state that you live in. I think everyone is covered up to three months, but they can be, it could be long. In other words, your job is protected. For three months outside of three months then you now fall maybe into long term where that has to be approved and you're still getting paid however they can always come back to you and say your job is gone you to take another position or lower or whatever or whatever but with furlough The main purpose of furlough is for businesses to be able to save money by reducing staff and labor costs. This means they could put employees off work until further notice, or they can just cut back in certain ways. That's furlough. Then you have um, when you're laid off. When you're laid off, they're also saying to you, you're no longer part of the company. But some nice companies will say, well, here's a package. For your years of service, we're going to give you an additional extra amount of money. But you're no longer part of our company. And sometimes when you're laid off, they will give you a set date as to when is your last day. It could be immediately or it could be two months or a couple of weeks, couple of days. They will tell you a date, in, but you're still employed up until that time frame. So in other words, it's like they're kindly giving you notice to get your affairs in order, but they're still giving you, like I said, the nice companies because a lot of companies are not giving packages nowadays. And they're pretty much saying you're no longer with the company. You got to hand in all of your equipment, all your stuff. Thank you for your years of service. Adios. Peace out. Goodbye. Goodbye. Now, the difference between all of them is that when you're fired, most likely they will not hire you back in the future. If you're furloughed or or leave of absence or not so much leave of absence because you're still employed, but when you're furloughed or laid off, 
there's a and you know you did everything correctly there's a good possibility if there's an opening and you apply for it and you qualify that they can hire you back no guarantees possibility so then so let me continue to read off cs um this news thing that i was reading about to tell you why i wanted to talk about this subject right so Delta CEO sends a staff a memo of the 17,000 people um, that have volunteered to leave. So I'm going to read a little bit of the story. The CEO of Delta Airlines on Thursday, of well, what date is this? This was on July 30th. So on July 30th, he thanked more than 17,000 employees, close to a fifth of its staff, have chosen to leave the company as it reels from the coronavirus pandemic, but it doesn't appear to be enough to take involuntary furloughs completely off the table. So in other words, even though 17,000 people are leaving, the company is saying 17,000 may still not be enough. We still may need to cut more costs because a lot of people are not flying. The only people that are flying and taking airlines right now is if a family is having like a, an emergency family member or death or something, or somebody is really just living up life and they're saying, hey, the cost is so, so low and we always wanted to travel. Hey, it's a pandemic. Let's live up life. Let's go travel. Those are the only people I see that's traveling. Everyone else is pretty much at home, right? So the company is losing money. So Delta and other airlines have urged their employees. So it's not just Delta. It's every single airline, guys. They are urging their employees to take buyouts, early retirement, and unpaid packages. In other words, they're saying, they're saying, hey, guys, you have a couple of choices here. You can either be, we can either decide who we're going to furlough or you can take some extra money right now and leave. 17,000 people decided to take one of those three choices. But can you imagine the conversation that you're going to have to have with your family if you have a family? Because there are single people out there that have worked for Delta that, um, that are doing, have been doing very great, you know what I mean? And have been with the company for years because I think that Delta is one of those companies that you can grow and um, it has so many benefits and stuff like that, just like any other company that's doing great. But Delta has been around for years. So that being said, it's not just Delta, it's all the airlines. They're actually saying, we can't continue because it's not like we have five people on the staff. We have thousands. Hundreds of thousands of employees. Think about this, guys. Think about what a typical day at an airport is. From the moment that you arrive to an airport, you're greeted with someone probably outside to take your bags and check in, right? Then you go inside there's another check-in area. And I think some airlines have automatic check-in with the computers now. So then you have the people who um, are in charge of the luggage. 
There are probably people who have to clean the airport. There is probably people who have to make sure that all the computers and everything is running. Then you have the flight attendants, the, the pilots. Then you have the coordinators, the schedulers. Then you have the staff, the products, this, this, and that. It's lots and lots of jobs that we're talking about here. Lots of jobs in order to make that airline run efficiently and effectively for years and years and years, right? It's not just Delta, it's our airlines, but we all know because we live in Georgia, which is um, in the United States, Atlanta, Georgia, is the hub and the main area for Delta Airlines. When you go to the airport at Jackson Hartsfield Airport in Atlanta, Georgia, Delta runs that thing, man. Delta runs it. You don't even see, you hardly ever see any other airlines minimal. I think they have a few others, but that thing is run by Delta. That's Delta's hub. That's Delta's main station. All of Delta flights come eventually through. Atlanta is one of the biggest airports there is. The majority of their planes is Delta. Delta, Delta, Delta. You know what I mean? So, back to the story. Delta and other airlines have urged their employees to take buyouts, early retirements, and unpaid packages as the sector's financial losses pile up. When people are not flying, the income is not coming in. So, therefore, they cannot pay their employees. So, the little bit of capital that they have, they're saying, hey, We'd rather give you all the money. You know what I mean? It's going to be a lot up front, but come next year and the years afterwards, we probably can sustain and run the business and probably lower it down to probably a few airlines. I'm just saying, it's just my thoughts right now. Probably lower it down to probably a couple of airlines and still run it like that in case we need to. You know what I mean? So then you're going to have to have these conversations with your family members. Especially if you're the breadwinner, what are you going to do? Hey, honey. Hey, family. Here are the choices. They're either going to let us go, furlough, no money, or we take the money now because we don't know what they're going to do. Rather than they let us go, we're going to let ourselves go. Can you imagine that conversation? Now, mind you, I'm still working right now. I don't work for Delta, but I'm still working right now. And yes, I think every household should be having that conversation. Whether your company has come to you or thinking about it or haven't thought about it, you still need to plan. But what are you planning for? Because you don't know the unknown, right? You're planning the what ifs. What if this happened? Do we have enough money to sustain us? Whatever money that we have, how long will it last us? You know what I mean? Let's take a look at the, the, the press release, what they're saying, to take buyouts. So in other words, they're giving employees to say, here's an example I'm thinking. A person that's been there one year versus a person that's been there 50 years, right? The, per- the person with 50 years actually has more years of service and probably will get a bigger, if, if the company is, paying them per years of service, then the person with 50 years will actually benefit more, right? So what they're saying is that, hey, everybody, here's a buyout. 
we're going to pay you a couple thousand dollars or probably 10,000 or probably, I'm just making up numbers right now, but it's probably a good size amount of money to say that, hey, take this money, you're no longer employed, but when the economy comes back, you can reapply for your job. I'm thinking that's what they're saying. So that's probably a buyout to say, here, we'll buy you out per your salary, per the rest of the year, what we would have paid you. We already had it on the books anyway, what your salary was. Because remember, a lot of companies do their planning for the next year. So for example, the salaries that are on the books for 2020 was already budgeted out in 2019, right? And in 2020, they're probably budgeting out for 2021. So that's a tongue twister, 2021. So that being said... It's like, we'll buy you out and give you the money that the rest of the money that we would pay you for the year. But officially, as of probably today or tomorrow, you're no longer an employee with the company. Early retirement is that let's take the example of the person that's been there for 50 years, right? They're close to retirement, probably early retirement at 54, 55, even 52 um, all depends on your birthday and what have you. I want to say it's 55, but I think I've heard some people say 52, but, or 65, 69, 72, whenever. What they're saying is that we're going to give you all the money that you put in your 401k. We're going to let you retire now. You don't have to wait until those years that I mentioned just now. We're going to let you retire now. Now, the tricky part with that is that in the past, I'm no financial expert, but I do know a little bit, right? In the past, when a person takes early retirement, they're not getting the bulk of their money. You know what I mean? The The longer you stay to the full retirement age, the more of your retirement money that you get. A good company would have broken down for you to say at early retirement, you get X amount of money. In the middle of retirement age, you get X amount, like at 65, you get X amount. And if you stay longer, you get a little bit more. You know what I mean? But early retirement is saying that we're going to let you have the money, but it won't be as if you stayed till 65 or 72 or 79 or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's like, here, bye. You're no longer part of the company. And then you have unpaid packages. That one is a tough one because then they're saying, we're not giving you a package. You can just leave if you want to. In the past, I've seen this come up before. And the people who usually take these are the people who are just recently hired. Like they've been with the company less than a year or even six months. Because here's the thing. They're not fully vested in the company. Meaning that technically, they don't have a 401k in the company. They haven't generated enough money. And they're not they're long enough to have years of service. So technically they have nothing to lose. So it's just like, Oh, I'm just there. I got a paycheck and I'm leaving. You're not fired, but I'm leaving. So it's always on good terms and I can come back if there's a job available in the near future, if I qualify. So let me continue on because I am running out of time here. So, um, okay. So back to the story. Delta and other airlines have urged their employees to take the buyouts, early retirement, unpaid packages as the sector's financial losses pile up. Carriers have offered years of medical care 
no, that's nice. So they've offered insurance in some cases, as well as cash severance. Oh, cash severance. Oh, and they're giving them flight benefits to encourage, to encourage volunteers to sign up. So not only are they giving you cash severance packages, because some severance packages in the past, this has been my experience because I've went through, um, let's put it like this. I've went through some changes, um, in the work sector in the many years that I've worked and I know people who have worked, gone through it as well. So I can tell you a little bit. But in the past, many, many years ago, if a company lays you off, what they used to do many years ago is that they would give you a lump sum, right? And say, here is probably how many years of service times two, the money or whatever, or probably pay you one week for every year that you've been there, whatever. Every company is different. They'll give you a lump sum, but the problem with that is that you're taxed for that lump sum. So you know how you get a paycheck right now and it's X amount of money and you're taxed on that? Can you imagine a bigger sum than that and all of that is taxed? That's a lot of taxes. So then they realized that that was not a good experience for people, especially since they had to lay them off and they wanted to people to feel a little bit good and not complain or say bad stuff about their company. So what companies have been, some companies have been doing lately when they lay off is that they say, here is a date, your last official date is always a future date than the current date sometimes. And they will say, here is your severance package, but it will be paid out as if you are still getting a paycheck and tax regularly. So for example, if you're being paid out four months of severance package, right? Then, and if you're on a bi-weekly paycheck schedule, then you'll continue to receive your bi-weekly pay for the next four months. Now, you're no longer with the, let's say that you're no longer with the company as of two weeks from now. After those two weeks, then the four months starts where you continue to receive the money, but you're officially off the company books. You're no longer employed. Your last date will be when that two weeks end, but you will get four months after that two weeks date. Hope that makes sense. So therefore you're not getting taxed like a big lump sum. You're just getting like a regular paycheck for four months. It's tough. So then it goes on. I'm going to skip down. It says, um, back to the story. It says in quotes, I know these were difficult personal decisions for everyone and their families. Delta CEO Ed Bastian said in a memo to staff, each person who has opted to exit voluntarily moves us closer to our goal of minimizing furloughs and positioning Delta to weather the choppy recovery in the months and years ahead. Under the terms of the $25 billion federal aid package, okay, blah, 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 you all can read it yourself, but just want to touch on this. <clears throat> so here is food for thought. Okay, so let's say you took one of those options, right? What's next? What's next? Money doesn't last. The money is going to run out. Then you come to realize that people are not hiring. 
then you realize you're going to have to probably come up with a new plan if you haven't already pre-planned or you have to take something lower than what you wanted just to get money in or you can ask your family members so everyone to step up or you have to downsize you have to sell your homes like what lots of people are doing people are renting now and that's the thing that I've been thinking about lately you know how when you rent they verify your job what are what are they using for verification for jobs or or are apartments waiving all of that i don't i don't understand how that's working now with the 401k there's a cares act out there in which they're waiving fees for people who are taking out um their retirement early so if you're way younger than early retirement age and you're taking out your money they're waiving some of those penalty fees. Be sure to read up on that on your own and research how that's going to impact your money. The bad thing about that is that if you take out your money and then weeks or months down the road, you are laid off or asked to um, have one of these selections brought to you, then you will have to pay back what you already have out there borrowed. It's a sticky situation, guys. But I'm bringing this to you as friends to say... We all need to start thinking about it. It's hard decisions because once again, you need money to make money and then you need ideas that will sell them. Some markets are so saturated. That means that some markets, everybody and their mama is doing it. So it's like, do I even jump into this market and do it? How do I know? It's, and then there's the fear on unknown of, how am I going to do? Because you need money to invest to start a business. To even, even if you want to do your own business, you still need money to buy the stuff to make your business, right? And then it's like, I think the number one thing is, where am I going to live? These are going to be some interesting times for everybody. I'm going to go on the record right here by saying, guys, I said to all my friends and everyone around me, I don't believe in the stimulus package that the government is giving up people in the United States. I said from day one, what the hell is $2,000 going to do? What? What is it going to do? I said it before. I'll say it again. What they should have done was pay everyone's mortgage or rent or tell the mortgage and rent people across the United States everyone's mortgage and rent is waived for the next six months. By having people not think about where they're going to rest their head, where they're going to live, where they're going to have roof over their head would alleviate a lot of the pressure and stress that people have to encounter. It's bad enough that people are wondering if they're going to lose their jobs. Then you have people at work that's backstabbing, doing all sorts of stuff, carousing, um, you know, siding with people, throwing you under the bus, all because they feel, let's hurt that person over there so therefore I can be more secure. But once again, nobody's job is secure. So it doesn't matter what you do, God has a bigger plan. Remember that. 
So guys, I can talk more and more and more about this subject because it's affecting us all and it will affect us all. And for some of you who are working for the government and working for the federal, for the feds and whatever, where you figure that maybe your job is a little bit more secure, is it really? Just because it's the government, is it really, really, really more secure? I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. But I also see people out there that, that are thriving and taking advantage of the situation by buying new homes and buying this and buying that because they're currently working and they want to take advantage of stuff that are at a low price right now. But there are some stuff that they've jacked up the prices. So guys, we need to start thinking, me, myself, and I, me too. I've thought about it. I've thought about it. But then again, a part of me is like, whatever happens, happens. I've planned. I can do this. I can do that. I don't know if it's going to take off. I don't know what's going to be. I don't know if this money is going to last and this money or that money or no money. Just take it one day at a time. Pray about it. We're all feeling it. Whether you have a job or not have a job, we're all are in some situation in the same boat, was in the same boat, about to be in the same boat, or never in the same boat. Who knows? But whether you have a job or whether you don't have a job, everyone is thinking about money right now. Not so much as before, as far as the spending. Everyone is so cautious right now in how they're spending money. And the whole reason, I went off subject when I started this episode by talking about YouTube. The reason why I, I, I'm going to bring it up now, the reason why I brought up that subject about the YouTuber that I watched was because it stuck in my head what this one lady said when she was doing her gardening. She said her father said back in the day, how many years ago that was, back in the day, money wasn't a high priority. People work off the land like they do, like in Little House on the Prairie, the show, Little House on the Prairie. Times were tougher, she said, her father said. Times were tougher, but we were happier. People didn't rely or greed as much as money, but they banter or they traded for what they wanted. And maybe that's what we're going back to. We're going back into the past. And that's why I'm glad I started my my gardening because you never know what's going to happen. At the end of the day, I can say I know how to grow something so I can eat it kind of thing. Showing my son how to do it for the next generation. Hopefully it sticks in his memory. I don't know. Telling other family members, doing videos about it so they can learn as well. But... These are going to be interesting days and times as more and more company have to make those cuts, those decisions, and we as workers or family members or partners, wives, children, whatever, we're all going to have to reassess our way of living and how we can bring in more money. Yeah, the stock markets and try to get money that way, it's no guarantee there as well. That's a big, big risk. Because as more and more companies go down, so does your stock, so does your money. But you don't put all your eggs in one basket. It's looking for ideas on how to have it in different areas where you're still getting money in. 
And if you have a household full of people or if your parents are now living with you or more family members are living with you, put them to work. Make everyone work in the house. Everyone do chores. Everyone help out. So therefore, the stress is not felt by everyone. These are things that we can control. The unknown, we cannot control, but we can plan a little bit. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode on Money Talk and the choices that we have to make in life. And, um, you know, I'm just curious, like, what is your company doing if you're working? What were the choices that you have to make? You can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter by typing in Goten Lisa. Um, it's been interesting guys and we'll see what happens, but don't stress about it. Just plan, prepare, save, talk it out. So therefore you're not taking on the brunt of everything yourself. I hope this was helpful. We'll talk again next week. You've been listening to Go Tell Lisa podcast with Lisa Waldron, where you can find a new episode each week by typing in go the number 10 l i s a that's all one word go 10 lisa g o 10 l i s a go to lisa podcast can be found on any podcast app like apple anchor.fm spotify pocketcast you name it just type it into a podcast app and you will see me lisa waldron with pink hair giving you the latest and greatest topics to listen to Guys, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to share, give a rating, and subscribe. Until next time, I'll talk to you later. Peace, love. Bye.